Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, let's continue examining uh, the third chapter of the book of Titus. And remember real quick in the previous episodes, Paul was writing to Titus and he said this, I'm reminding you to do some things. So in the third chapter, he says to remind the folks to live a particular kind of way. You can go back and, and see what we looked at. Well, let me just read, okay? Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. So he's reminding them to do that and he continues to remind them of why they're to do that. Verse 3 says, for, so this is like a term of conclusion, the rationale for reminding of this is because this is how things work. We also once were foolish ourselves. And boy, that right there is a humbling thing, isn't it? So often we sit there and we want to point the finger and say things and all this. No, nah, man, we were all foolish once ourselves. And even now, if the Lord uh, gives us continued life, we'll look back five years, ten years from now, and uh, think how foolish we were at this very moment in time, you know. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. So that's how we were before we were saved. How do I know that? Because of the next verse. But when the kindness of God our Savior, and His love for mankind appeared. So He's telling us how we were saved. He t he's beginning to tell us what had happened to us. So just listen to this. It's the kindness of God. It's the kindness of God, our Savior, and it's His love for mankind. When that kindness appeared, and that's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 5, He saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, in other words, we did not do any kind of deed to earn this righteousness. We did not do any kind of deed to attain to righteousness. And that has a lot to say uh, later on when you actually say about how you maintain righteousness too, but we'll talk about that other, some other time. So he saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy. According to his mercy is why he saved us. Uh, mercy is when we don't get what we deserve. Okay, It's when we don't get what we deserve. And so it's God's mercy that has been poured out uh, upon us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. And people say, well, what's the, the washing of regeneration? We have literally been remade, okay? And it's the idea behind the actual Greek word is to bathe in, okay? To bathe in. <clears throat> and it's somewhat relative to baptism, okay? Uh, you're not saved by baptism, but the washing of regeneration, that idea uh, is reflecting baptism to show what has happened to you. Uh, what is it that washes us then? Well, it's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is what washes us unto regeneration and the renewing by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Renewing by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit continually renews us. The Holy Spirit continually regenerates, refreshes, conforms us, transforms us into his likeness. 
And so he's saying we were saved by the mercy of God. Now, verse 6, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So the whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Verse 6, that's sort of interesting right there because it's speaking of the Holy Spirit. Okay, And the Holy Spirit was poured out by God. So you see Holy Spirit, you see God the Father, you see the Son, Jesus Christ, all in one uh, sentence right here over a couple of verses. The Holy Spirit was poured out by God richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. If you remember when Jesus said, I must depart, well, I'll send another of a like kind. And he said, the Father will grant this other of like kind to me, and then I will give him to you. And that's the Holy Spirit. So he has poured the Holy Spirit out upon us. And he's done so richly, without reserve, folks. Okay, Without measure from our perspective, we each have received the measure of the Spirit that the Lord has granted to us. And that measure of the Spirit that He has granted unto us is the fullness of the Spirit. Okay, So what's the purpose of all this? Well, verse 7 tells us, So that being justified by His grace, we will be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You know, there's several places in Scripture where you have these little synopsis of all that the Lord has done for us and what true salvation is and what occurs to us. This is one of them. And I, I would submit to you that this is a little buried jewel right here, okay? <laughs> a little buried jewel because of what it reveals. He says, you have been justified, okay? In other words, you have been made right, okay? as if nothing had happened before, sin-wise, by His grace. Ah, grace. We saw mercy. Well, I go, that's that Greek word charis, okay? And it literally means to rejoice, particularly when it related to joy and stuff. But do you see the uh, sort of the idea behind this? It's according to His mercy. We did not receive what we should have received as believers, okay? He saved us rather than condemning us for all eternity. But then we're justified by His grace. His grace is receiving something that we did not earn, okay? Something that we cannot attain to in and of ourselves. So being justified by that grace, we are now heirs, okay? Heirs. Uh, uh, have, it's, the idea is that we have uh, 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 the power of Christ, okay? We, it's more than just being... Oh, well, you're a son of God. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. True, okay? But there's more to it to that, that we would be empowered to be his children according to the hope of eternal life. So in this one verse right here, Titus 3, 7, you see justification. You see grace. You see the fact that we're heirs. You see that we have hope, and you see what kind of hope that hope that, that is. It's eternal. It literally means perpetual, eternal Perpetual Zoe, life. And that is speaking of, uh, uh, that word is used of physical existence. Okay, a physical existence. So you see what he's saying here to Titus, the Spirit's leading Paul to say this. Hey, don't realize this. We were like these folks, okay? But here's what the Lord's done for us. And just look at these key theological points that he brings out, okay? That it's the kindness of God that has done this. It is his love. It is through His righteousness, not on our deeds. It's by His mercy. It's by His washing. It's by His renewing. That, uh, he's poured out the Spirit upon us richly. 
that we are justified. We're justified by grace. And in that, we are literally made heirs according to the hope. We're an heir right now. It's totally final. Okay, it is now. But we haven't attained to it yet. That's the whole thing with heirs. Heirs means that you're going to inherit something down the road, right? The hope of eternal life. Quite often people will say, well, well, I don't have any hope. I don't have any hope. If you're a believer, you have the hope of eternal life. There's actually several things in the New Testament that are mentioned in relationship to hope like that. One is eternal life. Uh, another hope is the hope of the return of the Lord. Okay, the hope of the return of the Lord. The hope of our being together with Him uh, forever and ever. Uh, the hope that He is the one who is in control of all things. I think it's really a very encouraging thing. So go back and read Titus 3 uh, before you retire today and see what the Lord speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.